Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with my good friend Dion from Dion Talk. How you doing, sir? Howdy, everybody. Ready for round three? Yes, sir. So I'm uh, I'm an odd duck. So I was out running this morning before this call, right? Did my six miles. And for whatever reason, Zillow, Evergrande, and Bernie Madoff jumped in my head. Don't ask me how this, ha this happens. It just happens sometimes. And it, and it really was, what can the average investor watching this on YouTube learn from Evergrande, Zillow, and Bernie Madoff that we can use today? So I have some ideas on that. Uh, anything, uh, any one of those you want to start with first? So the Bernie Madoff one, mm -hmm. I can actually say not qualified to comment on. Okay. Not a stocks guy. Yeah. Don't even. I hate the idea of retirement accounts. So I've even emptied those out. I still contribute for the match. I don't like doing that. I don't yeah. like locking away money. I do it because the math says to do it. Yeah. Um, but I'm aware of your story, which kind of helps me choose to invest in real estate the way that I do. Yeah. Um, I have a rant on my channel about Zillow and okay. how people thought that they could manipulate the numbers and they were using a really bad model. And I haven't made a real rant. Maybe I made a second. No, I didn't make a second one. People thinking Zillow selling 7,000 units at a loss was going to impact the market. I think Zillow <laughs> could give away 7,000. Yeah, they could sell them for a dollar and it wouldn't, it wouldn't impact. Right. Because we're at you know, 1.3 to 1.4 million units Inventory. and we need 3 million to be a balanced market. And we're nowhere near that. Yeah, 6 million units a year, 7,000 is not even a tenth of a percent. Right. So uh, I think we could talk about Zillow because okay. it, it's something that I've said several times. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, I want to flip houses so that I can build capital so I can invest. And that's really a backwards way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. There's flipping or the Burr method. There's so many stages where you can make a mistake. Yes. Not knowing how, you know, with, with flipping, cost of materials can triple because of a pandemic and, and you're delayed and and you're holding cause your burn rate every month from how long you have to hold it yeah with the burr method and it's something i i haven't really broken down perfectly yet but when you go to buy or sell a property appraisal usually comes in at that amount the amount because there's a human being making an offer yeah, there's a contract there's a buyer and a seller and part of an agreement part of an appraisal is an like two two independent third parties agreeing on a refinance, there is no third party. Right. So they'll usually use comps from six months ago. Mm -hmm. And if we're seeing 16 to like Seattle, 30% appreciation, six months ago, 15% less on a $600,000 house is a lot of money. Yeah. People don't realize. And that's one of the stories. Actually, I think there's two Burr stories in my book. One of them talks about Burr is a, is a advanced strategy. And I was really glad to put that in there. It can work. It is sexy. Infinite returns are awesome. Not as easy as people make it look. Right. Too many slips between a lip and a cup to start off with an advanced strategy like that. Yeah. Get the basics down. How do you find a lease? How do you screen a tenant? How do you shop insurance rates? How do you shop lenders? All these little things that we need to learn. Then once you have some cash flow to handle some mistakes, mm -hmm. add those. And Zillow is good at giving us data. Yeah. They are not good at flipping. No. Very different business model, very different skills, very different timing. They were an ad company, right? They sold ads. They got paid for advertising. And then they thought they could use our algorithm to do iBuying. So uh, I don't know if you caught this, but Jonathan and I talked about it this morning, uh, my Thursday morning guest. And Zillow had an had a internal project. The code name, Ketchup. 
Zillow had a project called Ketchup. Yes, like mustard and mayonnaise, Ketchup. Ketchup was an internal program that 12 executives or 15 executives said, we are going to go catch Open Door. So my first lesson from Zillow for everyone out there is don't focus on the wrong metric. Zillow's example, their metric with Project Ketchup became market share. Trust me, if you want to overpay for housing, you can have all the market share you want until you're broke or you lose a half a billion dollars. Yeah, I thought that name Ketchup was for the color of the arrow indicator. On yeah, <laughs> really messy. Yeah, so again, they had the wrong metric. Why does that mean for everybody watching? Don't have the wrong metric. Some of you still believe bigger is better like it's gospel. It is not. Bigger is better is the wrong metric. There is nothing magical about saying you have 100 units versus two. I will have two if they cash flow more. Don't have the, Zillow had the wrong metric and many new investors do. What do you think? I, I think that goes along with the, the third uh, topic of Evergrande and, and other companies. There's another one in, in China too that, uh, that's very- Oh, they're wrong. all the same now, yeah. And then they're losing. So you know, when you have a 90, what, 97% loss in value of <laughs> what they're selling on, that's, that's a, a failed venture. Yeah. What we're going to see here in the United States is the fear that the investors have in China is going to cause many of them to look at, for them, foreign investing, to come in here, invest here, to not make cash flow. No, they're, they're going to be asset preservation. They they're will not care. Not losing value, right. Yeah. I don't care about anything more. I will overpay. I want to park it, sit there, know it's there. Yeah. Dead on. Which adds demand to our limited supply. <laughs> so one of the reasons why prices are going to continue to go up. And um, I was hoping to do this with the, the three amigos so that we can all do this, but I would like to bet you a dollar. Okay. That by June of next year, okay. I say rates are going to be lower. The 30-year mortgage will be lower? It'll be lower. And, and here's why. Because on my channel today, we're going to record a video because I need to pick your brain because okay. you have one all right. um, on deflation. All right, let's do it. So, so, so these things that are going to be deflating that okay. I think by the middle of 2022. You could be right. Okay, so one dollar. So, let, so let's let's set the number right. So uh, it's it's singles day one 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 one. So let's call it three point three is the thirty year mortgage rate. So you're saying below three three point three in June. Yes. Okay, I'll take that dollar bet. Sure. All right, you're on. All right, we'll All right. write that down. There, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody out there watching us will remind us. In oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people holding you and I accountable for that dollar, for sure. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, other thing about Zillow, wrong metric. Um, the other thing is there's a couple of cardinal rules in all types of investing. You make your money when you buy. It's a sexy phrase that you do not understand until you lose money. It's not, it, it doesn't, you hear it, but you don't get it until you lose money. The reason Zillow is going to lose $550, $50, $550 million, yes, folks, half a billion dollars is because they bought wrong. There are too many people today buying wrong and they're excited about it, just like Zillow. I promise you, Zillow, when they, when they reported the numbers to their CEO two months ago, hey, we just bought 6,712 homes. Yay! 
60 days later, they've got nothing completed, nothing sold. Now they're upset. There are deals being done today in single family, multifamily, syndications. And you guys are ecstatic. I see your Facebook posts. I have looked at these deals. You are going to lose money when stuff resets. You when make your money get, when you buy. You make money when you buy. When businesses get that big and they have departments or divisions, mm. and you have an acquisition division that yes. isn't focusing on our exit strategy, oh. that's where problems like this are going to come from. So as a solo investor, you need to be looking at when I'm buying, what is my more than one exit strategy? What is my plan that's going to work? So an example is people who buy and they're going to use short-term rentals. The, the income is more than a long-term rental. Great. So that'll cash flow. What if an HOA municipality or the county says you can't do short-term rentals here anymore? Yep. Now, if you bought it that way and that was the plan. So if you buy a property that would cash flow, maybe not the best deal, but at least cash flow as a long-term rental and then benefit from short-term rental as long as you can, that starts to make a little more sense. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, right. So no matter the size of the investor, one person or a company with divisions, it's probably harder the bigger the company yeah. to get your different divisions to be thinking the same way. Oh, I because guarantee, when you have somebody yeah. in acquisitions, you just teach them. How many did you buy this week? That's yeah, the metric. That's the And I guarantee you, so I worked in sales. I guarantee you their acquisition departments had a party beyond all party. We exceeded expectations. We blew it out. 6,712 homes. You guys are the rock stars. And oh, by the way, disposition is going, we can't sell these things. They're not getting done. What's going on? And they're getting yelled at in their party. I guarantee you that happened. Yeah. So again, the last thing, project catch up that every investor can realize is, okay, they overpaid. Now they're in trouble. They start to beat the contractors, the people that are supposed to help them fix it. So guess what? The great contractors leave because they got business elsewhere. The medium-sized ones go, okay, we're going to do quicker, shoddier work. And then when those don't work, they put in the bad ones and now nothing happens. You never beat the people that are responsible for completing or finishing your project. You already own it, Zillow. You, you are committed. You are pot committed. Don't screw it up. Uh, and that's why they're going to be selling. They just sold 2,000 homes to some Wall Street hedge fund because they're done. They're just, oh, it's so bad. They, project catch up. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. The CEO needs to go so bad. So that's just Zillow. You ready for the next one? Yes. All right, so let's do, uh, let's do Bernie Madoff next because again, not your area, so this one would be pretty quick. The thing that I take from the Bernie Madoff story, there's really two things I want people to realize. Bernie Madoff, for most of his career, sold on reputation. He had an error of exclusivity. You could only get in if you were referred by someone else who was already in. So because it was scarce, it was perceived as a club, very smart people didn't do discipline. They lit, they, they just, because, hey, a good friend in this social network did this or that. I got in, I got the invitation. I don't want to miss it. You know, I, I got one chance. Uh, so there are a lot of syndicators today raising money on past deals. They are using past relationships. And, oh, by the way, they've got no skin in the game. And in fact, the only way they can pay their bills and their large teams is to take your money. I see lots of bad things coming. And the risk we have now is uh, 
somebody could make a very successful YouTube channel or podcast or business to partner with syndications to use their name to make it look attractive. Um, and, and so the, the investor's job is to vet, to make sure that, you know, all of the details on the current deal. Yeah, this deal, not the last, dude, if you, there are plenty of syndicators that, that are bad, dumb, and ignorant that made a lot of money because they, 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 they got on the right at the right time. Right. Market, the market made you, the market made you. So again, one of the things that I want to highlight here is if you are being, if you are being asked to be an LP, a limited partner in somebody else's general partnership, and they are trying to make it sound exclusive and only for this or only for that, your freaking red flags should go up. There is so many, much money out there right now. If the deal was that good, they would not be using this tactic. Be careful. It's a, it's Bernie Madoff stole billions of dollars by making it seem like a super secret handshake agreement. It's, yeah, it's, it's happened. I see it happening today. I, I get the emails. They're form emails. Oh, we've got one spot left of uh, this or that thing. Don't worry. We know you're, we know that you're this special investor. Oh, it's just, it's sickening what I'm seeing going on right now. And as people are adding one rental at a time to their portfolio, eventually you become an accredited investor. And somehow people find that out. Yeah. And then you start all of a sudden getting all of these pitches on, here's our great deal. Here's our great deal. Uh, and it's just like that. Um, they create not scarcity. There's some other urgency. Yeah. They create urgency by saying, we're this percent full. We're this percent full. You only have a couple of days left to get in. Uh, you're right. There is so much money out there that that's not the, yeah, that's just not like it. any other investor. If, if you don't have the funds to invest, you find the deal. If you yeah. find the right deal, the funds show up. Yeah, no, exactly. This is where your partnerships come from, your hard money, whatever. Yeah. So the right deal, the money's already showing up for. Yeah, it's already there. And then the last thing I'll say about Bernie Madoff, and then we'll go to Evergrande, is you're really only going to find the bad investors, general partners, syndicators when the tide goes out. But by then, you're it's too late. You've already lost, and Bernie came, he's already stolen billions of dollars. You would have already lost your 50 or 100 or whatever. And um, that time's coming. That time's coming. So, yeah, don't feel good about that. But again, hopefully, we can stop some people. Again, be very afraid or, or conservative. If somebody kind of gives you the Bernie Madoff pitch, hey, we know you know so and so. Thus, we gave you one shot. It's just, it's, it's sickening what I see going on today for really bad deals too, really bad debt structures, all this stuff. So last thing, Evergrande, really any Chinese developer, for that matter, any American developer. Most, most companies, like when you do earnings and on my daily financial news, I talk about um, top and bottom lines. Top is revenue, bottom line is income or net income, right? That's your income statement. Most real estate investors want to talk about net worth, which is balance sheet. However, there is this third financial statement called the cash flow statement that is without question the number one indicator of a company that is about to die. And right now, Evergrande is suffering through this, as is almost endless numbers of Chinese property developers. And it is because their cash flow is dried up. If you don't know, folks, Evergrande's business is to sell apartments. 
When you sell an apartment, money comes in at the top of the funnel. Then they pay the debt, the workers, the contractors, this, that, the other thing. At the end, there's supposed to be profit. Evergrande, for the last month or six weeks, their sales have fallen 97%. The debt's the same. The workers are the same. The employees are the same. This stops dead. The only question is, how long can they hold their breath? So they start selling the jets. The owner cuts a personal check. They try to sell this. They try to sell that. They're done. They don't have enough stuff. The only question is what day? People watch cash flow. It's like oxygen or blood in your human body. What surprises me about this is sometimes you see something and it's so obvious, like a cup of coffee at McDonald's. Caution, hot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Duh. There was a lawsuit. Somebody burned themselves, so they have to put this on here. I get it. <laughs> years ago, four or five years ago, there were documentaries that came out. Some of them were on YouTube about ghost cities. Yes, I've been so, to them. It's crazy. Right. So, so in large countries like the United States and China, we have jobs that pay prevailing wage. So to support the economy, we come out with trillion dollar infrastructure bills because our roads need to be replaced. They need to be upgraded. And so good livable wage jobs are going to exist with those contractors to fix these roads. Mm -hmm. But if a company or a country creates prevailing wage jobs to create something that doesn't improve the country and doesn't create something that you can sell at the end for a profit, you end up with Evergrande. Mm -hmm. Build as many apartments as you can. Those people need jobs. We're going to support the economy by building these. The machine mm -hmm. creates these ghost cities. So that was three or four years ago that we were seeing those. What, what is the only possible outcome? Yeah. But whoever put all that together ends up failing. Yeah. And, and again, it, it went on longer than it should because of what is called the greater fool theory. In China, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter, what, it doesn't matter why, it just is. For a long time, the, um, the sign of wealth is that you actually owned more than one apartment. Right, the one you lived in, and then you owned another one that probably wasn't even finished. It was literally a uh, cement cube or several cubes. Um, that was just what they did. But people would save up, they would scrimp, they would save, they would buy. That was that was their 401k, that was their pension, that was their social security. Now they've just busted that whole it's it is so sad that real estate is going to fall because it has to. You've just turned off demand. Now people are, are going to lose faith. And it's, it's, it's uh, the greater full theory. It's the same thing I saw in 06. America is no different. We, we had a couple of two, three-year run where Wall Street seemed to be in charge and we were packaging up CDOs. And I mean, I borrowed money. I had a loan that I filled out that they said, sign this. I'm like, there's nothing on this. Don't worry, we'll fill it out later. I saw this stuff happen. So it's not like we're immune to this. But yeah, a business, um, it, you got you to gotta watch the cash flow, cash flow statement. Nobody talks about it until it's too late. And Evergrande is dead. It's just the, the body is, the, the blood's going to stop or oxygen or whatever you want to call it. It's going to stop and they're going to be, they're, they're days or weeks away from being done. So the cautionary tale to pull out of this is as an investor, mm -hmm. don't say things like, this is me suggesting, not me telling, hmm. but 
I'm suggesting that you don't say, I want a thousand units by yes, X date. I know. If you say, I want X number of cash flow, I want to make $5,000 a month. Okay, great. Is that, yeah. is that 20 units with high leverage or five units that are all paid off? Or what is that going to look like? Okay, you have the goal of yeah. cash flow. Yes. Now you design the business that gets you there. Please. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, again, it's, it's um, and the other thing I want to say about Evergrande is debt feels good until it doesn't, right? You want to go ahead and ladder up your home and take 100% out of your primary and go throw it into this, go throw it into that. Well, what happens if it slows down? Ask Evergrande, right? They can't make their debt payments. They can't make any of their payments. Too much it's leverage. Good. And so just like the investors that we're working with, it's, it's kind of how I look at, I have a VA loan option. Mm-hmm. I've never used it. I like putting a down payment in. I, I don't like being 100% levered on a property. Now that I have a portfolio and I'm around 55, maybe maybe 60%, if I lower the estimated value of my properties mm-hmm. a bit, leverage. So I, have, I, I go up to 70% and I'm comfortable. Sure, so sure. I might use a VA loan going forward, but there are people and it's successful. They use the VA loan two or three times to acquire their small multifamilies. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you know, you want some equity in your, in 2009 when people had to sell because they couldn't refinance, rates had gone up too high. They, they maybe lost their job and they didn't have their work history to do it. Your adjustable rate mortgage was about to go up, up higher than you can afford and you had to oh, sell. There were people underwater so they couldn't sell and we had foreclosures. That's where that equity position comes in. So, you know, scorched earth, the worst events that can possibly happen do, you are able to get out of it without debt following you. Yeah, yeah. So folks, again, Bernie Madoff, Zillow, Evergrande, they're all signals. They're all things you should look at, review, and ask yourself because there's there's all things that we should watch for uh, in, in all of those stories. So Dion, where can people find you? Right here on YouTube, uh, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. And on Tuesday nights, I do a live stream. So I look forward to answering questions. Very cool, Dion. Thank you for all you do. Ciao.